Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. It is Thursday, March the 9th, 2023. And of course, your host of the most. Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, back in the house right here at Shop Studios in Matawan, New Jersey. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope everybody enjoys uh, or has enjoyed their week so far. A lot of action going down, whether it be in the NBA or obviously all the stuff that's been going on. The NFL offseason is lit. Yes, as the kids say, it is lit. He's older than me, says lit. I don't say these things. Um but that's okay. Uh, there's a lot going on. Obviously, yesterday we had a great conversation with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Real good conversation. We'll get into that when we get into our NFL. But first, got to start in the NBA. And before I get into any of the game results, can you make this up? Did you see Kevin Durant go down in warm-ups last night? That is, that is catastrophic. The guy is doing layup drills. Layup drills. Slips. The whole thing looks horrible. And he goes down, ruled home out. Game? Huh? Home game? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I, in front because of the home. If it was a slip and fall, then the, who's who's the guy in charge of that sweat? Well, that's that, I was I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it was a home game, so that guy got fired. Uh, no, but th- it was just you know again. You look at these games; they're set up to do whatever, and all of a sudden you're in layup drills and you go down, and, and it's Kevin Durant. So like I'm not listen. I'm not about to uh, poke fun at anybody's aesthetic or look. But his ankles are like this big. You know, every time I see that guy, I'm like, well, I know why you tore your Achilles. I know why these things happen. But this is bad because, again, MRI to follow. He's not the only one that got hurt yesterday, which is, again, alarming in the West. But for him, if the Suns lose Durant for an extended period of time, that was their their piece. They They had like an outside chance at making a little bit of noise in the postseason as their roster stood. Yeah. When they still had some of their weapons. Uh, or their depth. Now they got rid of all their depth, and if they have no Durant, they have no they have no hope. Not I mean, to me, I, again, you added Durant because you think you're about to go on a run, and without Durant, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, look, we'll Booker, Booker absolutely went off last night, so it's fine. They won thir- one thirty two one hundred one. Booker goes for forty four. They're still a good team. They're not going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to weather the storm if Durant's not really. It could Super be something. Injured. It could be it could something be, very. It could be day to day MRI though. Uh, you know, when they schedule an MRI and and. and not they don't say we're going to reevaluate him tomorrow. It's like oh, there's an MRI tomorrow. Could be a little. He's little not the concerned. only one with an MRI. Uh, Luca goes down yesterday after go, starting four for fourteen from the floor. Luca injures his thigh. Now, when they asked him what happened, he said, "Look, I've been dealing with this specific injury, which again, uh, uh, no news to anybody. Nobody knew about this. But he says he's been dealing with this since the second game after the All Star break. So." A week or two, two weeks, three weeks it's been since the All-Star game. And this guy's been playing through it. So now Luca's going to get an MRI on his thigh. We'll figure out what happens there. He goes, obviously, he goes way under his mark of, of a liquid prop because he doesn't play. Remember when we were talking about, like, the reason why the NBA season is important? Or it's it's not just meaningless? Because now this is what you're starting to see, the, the guys that just... You know, yeah, it's I, a grind. You got to get there throughout the whole thing. It is, and, and Dallas is a specific team that needs to keep winning uh, because right now they are sitting at the eight spot, up a game and a half over the Los Angeles Lakers, who are seven and three in their last ten without LeBron. Uh-huh. Oh, what did I say? Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, so Lakers going on a little bit of a run ski. I wonder what AD is averaging over that stretch. Probably I don't know, but you know well. who's not doing anything is well, Russell Westbrook's over the Clippers now. But Russ Westbrook was also one of the liquid props yesterday. <laughs> okay, he was set at twenty six point nine 
for his points and rebounds, and he scored seven points I and had two a, rebounds. Did you see the game the other <laughs> he day? He took six shots. It was what the, the Clippers, the Clippers Warriors game, and Draymond Green was talking after the game, and he said, "You know, there's a guy like they were showing highlights, and every time Westbrook had the ball, bro, they backed off of him. They had 15. It was Ben Simmons' treatment, and he wouldn't shoot. Wouldn't shoot." Do you think he's just got, like, does that happen to a guy? Like, over the course of time when your confidence is super down, like, you're just not going to yeah, be able to pull believe, the trigger? He does not believe in his, he, like, the only way Russ is bringing offense at this point That's in terrible. his career is attacking the basket. But they don't have any respect for his jump shot, and I think it's crept into his head because he used to let him fly. He yeah. used to let him rip. Yeah. Do you remember Russ last year in the beginning of the season there talking about his, his shooting ability, and he was like, I got, like, 12,000 points in this league or whatever it was. Well, you might not finish with any more than that. <laughs> you might never score again. You're going to have to shoot. Yeah, just a bad game overall. Uh, he only, Like I said, he only took six shots. So they were there. He just wasn't taking them. He was dishing them off. Uh, we spoke about Dallas before. They lost their game. This one will make you tear your hair out if you're a, a prop better or a liquid prop better with Mojo Market. Uh, his over-under for uh, Kyrie Irving was 27.85. He scores 27 points. So we just can't get that over, and you probably want to rip your hair out if you bet that last night. That's unfortunate. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, another one who goes under. He he was set at 27.7. He goes 24. But, 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 but the bigger picture here is that the Clippers got the win, much-needed win. Uh, so Kawhi doesn't um, do much there. But, again, I, Yeah, I'm, so if I'm, you took the over on Kawhi, you didn't win, but they won. They won, so. They won, so everybody's happy, All right? Good. Or at least the Clippers fans are happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Clippers. That's last night. Also, college news. Um, it's unfortunate but because, obviously, I'm a Knicks guy, so Patrick Ewing has a spot in my heart forever. He gets blown out 80-48 to 48 in the Big East tournament, and now there's, like, questions about his future with Georgetown. And oh, I'm like. God. cares. I. He hasn't shown that he's a good coach. Yeah, he's got to it's, go. It's, it's, he's there because he's alumni. You know what I mean? Like, he's there Jim, to be a feel-good story. Retired. Jim Beheim retired yesterday after 50,000 years of coaching. I still feel like I say his name wrong every time I say it. Because you're looking at it, and it says it looks like Boheim. Yeah. And it's Beheim. It looks like Boheim. Yeah, but he retired as well. A legendary coach in the sport of basketball, college basketball to be specific. But anyway... Um, tonight, back on the uh, the floor, you got the Nets and the Bucks going at it. The Nets have been quietly playing okay basketball, minus all their stars. Um, what's this guy? Is a is an absolute star in the making. Um, the, the Bridges, they they traded over him for for the Durant deal, right? So just like, all right, new place, new face, new town. Kenny adjust. He's adjusted pretty well over there, and the Nets are still winning ball games. They're four and six in their last ten, which is again not ideal, especially down the stretch. But they're holding firm, a three game lead from the six to the seven spot. So if they just weather the storm and play like five hundred ball throughout the course of the rest of they'll whatever, get, yeah, they'll get they'll decimated. get in and they'll, they'll get, get decimated by the Celtics in the first round, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so that happens. The Knicks are back tonight uh, in action in Sacramento. So if you got the uh, the energy, they're starting at ten o'clock at night. I know I will be in my fourth dream game, by that. Though. It's a good game. It is. It is. Um, it's a good test for the Knicks to go out west against a, a team that I don't know how they're playing. Kings came out of nowhere, man. But when you look at their roster, dude, they were like they were they were being excommunicated from the NBA a couple years ago. I feel like they're like ah, then, the Kings they, aren't going to be a franchise anymore. They're like going to fall. One of those trades that I, I'm I scratched my head at the Halliburton and um and Sabonis trade last year didn't make sense for I thought Sabonis like why would the Pacers try and move off from him and, mm. and conversely with the Kings I thought that they should have kept Halliburton um, both 
trades worked out for both teams. I mean, I don't know. Pacers kind of tailed off a little bit, but they were really good in the beginning of the year. Pacers right now are two games behind the 10 spot play in game. So it's like they're there. I mean, all the teams in the East are there, except obviously for the, the Hornets and the Pistons. But again, I still can't get over the Hornets beating the uh, the Knicks the other night. That's, just, that's a bad loss. That's just a bad loss. Um, but anyway, that's the NBA last night. Again, loaded slate from last night, loaded slate tonight. Keep your tabs on the Mojo app as they announce consistently who the liquid prop bets are. Again, usually in the afternoon, so you got plenty of time to do all your research, place your smart bets, do it responsibly. Now, moving on to the NFL. A lot of stuff to cover because, again, we had Mike Renner on yesterday. You could see that video in its entirety right here um, on the YouTube channel, on Mojo's YouTube channel. But just to recap, some of the things that really like stood out to me um, is that he's a, we've we've discovered that he's a a Packer guy, so he is one of your brethren. Um, but the the big thing was he thinks that the Green Bay Packers are gonna get a one from the desperate New York Jets. Do you agree with that? I kind of do. You said, I mean, listen, you I, said it months ago that it's going to warrant a one. I said, there's no way. But now how desperate think, do the Jets get? I think that get? there was a point where it was potentially going to be two ones if there was more than one suitor. There's mm. not. Right? right. There's literally only, it looks like it's and, down and to one. And realistically, that, as I thought further about it, Rodgers is the decider of things here. So it wasn't going to be two, two ones ever. Um, the Jets are desperate. But the thing is, it's like, I don't know how much leverage the Packers have to dangle Rodgers over their head because the, the Packers are fairly desperate as well so it's not like it's it could be a thing where it's like look we know you need to move on from Rodgers we know you want him we know you're the only team we know you know we know that they're the we're the only team so but you're again, gonna have to kind of just come again, up with some I, I have this I have this this feeling right and the like I said I've been saying it since Jump Street Jets pony up do everything you can under the sun to get this guy as your quarterback I just feel like there's gonna be another team that swoops in and says, wait a minute, the Jets are offering what? We could definitely do better. And then, like, you know, yeah, it but, leaks out but, that there's some if, kind of offer then, on the table. But then they're like, okay, oh, all of a sudden the commanders come in and the, the Packers are like, all right, we'll kick the idea around of trading them to the commanders. And then and then they agree to compensation and they say, Rogers, you're going to go to the commanders. And you'd be like, well, no, I'm not. I so retire. How are you going to trade me? I retire. <laughs> the Gronk, the yeah. old T. Droid Lions, the Gronk. And then move. he does retire because it's like I'm not going there. So, so it's really up to Rodgers. It, it so, is. It takes a little bit of leverage away. And I, and again, it goes to the point of the, the same thing we talked about with Derek Carr. Why is Rodgers going to give the Packers more leverage in this deal if he's going to go to the team? It's not like he's trying to help Green Bay anymore. That's so, true. I think it's going to be a one, but it's not going to be much money, or it's going to be a ton of money and like a two. But I think that the very least the Packers are getting a second round pick from the Jets at the very least. And but and maybe we a said player. That could be a player, but we also said that it's going to take the Jets to eat a lot of that money off the top. I'm very curious because it's it's a unique situation where it's like the the caliber of player, where he's at in his career takes some of that away. The desperation for the New York Jets to just we're a quarterback away, very a lot of variables here. It could go anywhere, and I wouldn't be surprised. If they were like, oh, they got a one and a three and got a lot of the money taken, I'd be like, well, the Jets were desperate. If they got none of those things and just all the contract taken, I'd be like, oh, that I makes wonder, sense. My, my biggest thing is I wonder if the Jets do feel desperate. I wonder if the Jets they are do. sitting they there have to. and saying, like, if we don't get Rodgers, there are other options on the table that we like. The, the fans might not like it. The fans might get all going in an uproar and burn down gonna, MetLife. But they might they might covet bro, Jimmy G. Bro, they might the, covet another one of these guys. The Jets fan base will be 
Absolutely. No, they're all clamoring for this guy. If Rodgers becomes a Jet, with the roster that they have there right now, that's a really good football team. I don't think that they're really the. I don't think you can make the case that they're the best team in the AFC out of the gate. We have too many things to see. The Chiefs exist. The Bills exist. But whoa, the AFC is loaded. Question with for you: Just and, and try try very hard to take your Packer fanhood out of this. If Aaron Rodgers right now gets traded to the New York Jets, and he's sitting there with Brees Hall. And and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Mitchell and that offense and that defense. Is this one of the best teams that Rodgers has ever played on in his career? No. Roster wise, no. I understand. I said one of the best, not the best. I'm saying is this a top up like because there's there's been times where Rodgers had to carry the carry the Packers the entire time only to get bounced in whatever round. I don't know. Like because the team wasn't bounced. There's been some really good football teams that he's played on. They've been the one seed a ton of times. Truth. So we'll see. Yeah, like I'm interested. They've the Packers have been a perennial contender for the last 15 years. I don't know. The Jets could go out there with Rodgers and, and Dud. Uh, how could you say? You know, this they is could very true. You never know in the NFL. Um, somebody that Mike Renner was drooling over uh, is Quentin Johnston of TCU, the wide receiver. It seems like he's going to be the most coveted receiver coming out of the draft. One because of his size, uh, he is the biggest of the receivers, and the biggest piggyback I have off of that is that he said that this class of receivers is not as good as last year's class, which I was kind of shocked. I thought for sure that this was on par with last year. That's because we've gotten that year after year. And a lot of the big names in college football at receiver, there is a ton of them, it's next year. And, you know, like a lot of these guys, it's weird too for me because of the COVID thing. I just don't know what year anyone's in anymore. (laughs) So it's like I have to like triple check. The eighth year senior takes the field. It's just like, what? what?" (laughs) It's like, well, yeah. Um, But that's interesting. And, of course, the one thing that really like – uh, you know, kind of boggled my mind. I said it on Twitter a couple weeks back, and Cowboys Nation came after me, and I'm one of you guys. I, I am a member of Cowboys Nation, but I said that the Cowboys draft B. John Robinson. Renner also says the Cowboys could draft B. John Robinson. Everybody knows that the, the Zeke thing is coming to a head, whether it be a massive, massive pay cut or just an outright thanks for coming, thanks for everything, and B. John Robinson to be stacked with Tony Pollard, that running game would be absolutely nuts. I think. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I still don't think don't. so either. I don't think he gets there. And if he does, I still don't think that they could do it. Because, man, like, isn't there a cautionary tale right in front of your face where you lost Cooper? I think you – I know you're a Zeke guy, but if you had Amari Cooper on that roster this year, it opens things up a ton. And you could take literally hand-pick any short yardage back in the NFL, and they would have had 12 touchdowns on that. Yeah, you could have Jamal Williams for $2 million rather or, than or, 16 or, with Zeke. Or – Draft Tyler Algier in the fourth round, you know, or yeah, you know, like that's that's what I'm getting. The at. problem There's, with the Cowboys is that they covet these guys. It's like the Jones family, and with like whether or not you want to believe this or not, the Jones family are not football guys. They're really not. Like it's really all the scouting department and everybody that works, Will McClay and everybody behind the scenes. The Joneses are all about who's going to sell me the most jerseys, who's going to be branded, who's going to do this, bro. You know how much money this guy made off of a of a quote when Zeke was holding out. Zeke was holding out, and Tony Pollard had himself a day in camp, and 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 they asked Jerry Jones, well, what do you think about Zeke? And he goes, Zeke who? Right? And all of a sudden, there's a Zeke who t-shirt on DallasCowboysShop.com. That's what I'm saying, this guy. Look, I'm, the, I'm a fan. I love this team. I really do covet this team. The only They're near and dear to my heart. They, but they do Jesus. <laughs> is because what he said yesterday, Mike Renner said yesterday, it's a like a brand building pick where they, they really do believe in the running back position because they're stuck in the old school 
this is not 1990. They want anymore. Emmett again. They want they, Emmett they again, want, right? Exactly. And honestly, Zeke, it worked in that sense. Like, I guarantee you the Cowboys didn't lose money over the Zeke deal. Right? No, they, they, no. They, they, money. they probably they made money. A running back is a star. They don't want to draft another tackle in the this. first round. <laughs> My kids, um, you know, it, it's just, look. I don't know where they go with the first round, but if the, the running back is there, I hope for your sake that he's not. Because then you're going to be stuck in the same position. It'll be exciting. You'll I want enjoy him off the, the table player. too. You'll enjoy the player because if he's there, you're going to be stuck in that spot. I haven't been this nervous for a Cowboys draft since 2014 when Johnny Manziel was on the board. And I was like, I swear to God, like if Jerry just pulls this trick, because we knew Tony Romo was getting older and Johnny Manziel is Mr. Money. He's already got the patent, the thing with her. And I'm like, Oh, God, if Jerry does this, I'm going to lose my mind. But, of course, they used their head, and they drafted a future Hall of Fame guard in Zach Martin instead. Thank God. But now this, again, situation is presenting itself to potentially get a game-changing running back at 26. And I'm just like, Look, there are ah. a, lot, a lot of things have to ha- happen for that to even become a possibility. I agree. 25 other picks go down. I agree. So we'll see about that. Now, a couple little tidbits on the NFL. Uh, a restructure was done on not one but two of the Chargers receivers, opening up $14 million. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both restructuring their deals. Is this for the now, or is this for, like, hey, we got to pay Justin Herbert, like, in about a minute well, and a half? It's, it's both. It's definitely both. I don't know. I have to look at the, the deal here because it might actually be a detriment in some ways if when they're saving 14 right now this year. So you would imagine the cap is going to be hit with these numbers a little bit. Sure. But next I, what year, I'm, what, the year after when Herbert's due. So well, maybe not. maybe they extend Herbert now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Herbert's definitely not going to touch free agency. That's well, going that's, down way sooner than we Fine, But I'm saying like maybe the, these teams that have these franchise quarterbacks that know they're the, they're the future. There's no debate. There's no like, hey, can Dak win a game or two? Justin Herbert is the guy over there. So you can start. You could bring him to the negotiation table right now. Him, Joe Burrow, those guys you can bring right now, as a matter yeah. of fact. Yeah, I mean. And not even let him get to the also, fourth. <laughs> also, careful if you're Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow trying to sign a, an extension now. Because if you wait till the right time. You might get ten million more per because oh, it's the way the market's and, been going, and and the salary cap goes up every year. So like, there's more money to spend. So that's a big deal over there in Los Angeles. They're trying to make some moves. Um, I do have to bring this up. So yesterday, obviously, we're, we're talking about Lamar Jackson and the non-exclusive franchise tag, or two days ago. I don't remember, but it happened right at the deadline. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, but whatever the case may be. Um, when he did it, and then Daniel Jones got his bag right. A lot of NFL players were in an uproar saying, like, dude, wait a minute. Like, this guy's an MVP. How do you pay this guy? And I said this yesterday, and I want to, like, just hammer it home. If you know you got your guy, you're going to pay that guy, right? I don't think the Baltimore Ravens know they got their guy, right? I think they're still tiptoeing around the situation. A lot. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna read a lot of stuff. You're gonna read a lot of stuff about how. What's the reason why? What's the reason why people are gonna come up with their conspiracy theories? Because people are gonna. If everyone thinks that Daniel Jones got paid, he did though. He did. All right, fine. He got paid. He did. He got what he deserved. I think. I think Lamar deserves more. My God. But if if Lamar if Lamar got offered, you know, I'm sure the Ravens would pay Lamar the same deal. So everyone's like, oh, he got paid. He got his bag. Well, go get your bag. You, I'm sure they're offering you a ton of money. This is such a huge they, thing. He wants guaranteed money. He needs an agent. Everyone's in that's, uproar. That's where talking at. about Daniel Jones' Yo, money. Call up Daniel Bro, Jones's agent. Gino right just now. got D, Gino just got 35 per. What do you think Daniel Jones is worth if Gino's getting 35 per? Kirk Cousins. What is he making? 40. Yeah. Right. He's Daniel Jones is a younger version of Kirk Cousins. You better hope not, because there's no success over there. 
I mean, but at the same time, hope so, because Kirk Cousins makes the Vikings a, a fairly decent team every year. Like, they're contending for the playoffs. You're not looking at the season and saying, like, well, they have no shot this year because of Kirk Cousins. I'm saying I, that. Listen. But I'm on team. Aren't. Listen, I'm on team Baltimore here because I truly believe, and I've said this for a long time, I think that they're, they're hesitant to pay this guy because of A, all the guaranteed money he wants, B, the style of play he has. Like, you, you cannot make the, That's like, not that's, sustainable. It's but not. It, it shouldn't be sustainable for Daniel Jones either because he had 700. But it's not. But he had 700 rush yards. So if, if but that's he also, the case, you know, he's running the ball too much too. Correct. But he's being a selective runner like a Josh Allen. Josh Allen isn't going to start taking off every down. Well, Lamar Jackson runs an RPO every play, it seems. That's you know what not, I mean? That's, that's not his. You say style of play, right? Lamar Jackson's not calling those. I can promise you. He wants to throw it a little bit too. They're 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 devaluing his contract with the style. And I think this is what Bateman was talking about. It's like, what do you want us to do if you're, you know, how do you want me to put up big numbers? How do you you're you're not letting me throw? I'm I'm running the ball fair. RPO That's every fair. single time. So it's like, of course my stats are down. Of course this I have no receivers and we're not throwing. So, and I also think that Daniel Jones they call. I watched second half this year. He was keeping it a lot, and it was designed. Like, they were designing a lot of plays for him. He's a big again, boy. Again, not his fault. <laughs> That's how you win football games. Yeah. but uh, It's interesting. Listen, again, every the market's different. I'm in the in the belief that I don't know if Lamar Jackson is cracked out to be all this. All this. I still think it, Lamar's a He won an MVP because he was the next thing that came out of college that shocked the world of how What's, he was a human joystick man that's why you win mvp you're seeing here is the rest of the league the ravens are saying okay go get paid right go get paid he good luck he's not gonna but it's almost a, a shitty thing because sorry <laughs> the ravens are saying okay go get paid go find out if you're worth that and then they're gonna be like see you're not worth that and it's like well no take the two first rounders away and then he might get paid from someone else. That's why nobody wants to deal with it. It's interesting. I still think Lamar is a Raven. Next um, before we get out of here, I do want to touch on he might actually hold out, which is going to be crazy, but he may be the one guy that actually says, you know what? I'm not playing on this deal and sits out a full year. Watch might, might actually happen. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. It's not. Do I think that this guy can afford to sit out? I don't know. I mean, he could he could afford it. I mean, I don't know. Well, the one he's not paying an agent, so he, he keep will that ten percent or whatever will, it is. He, he will not get injured in that one season. And guess who else sat out of season? Deshaun Watson. Guess how much he got paid? A whole boatload of money. But again, you have same age. You can't even too. compare the two because one won an MVP. One doesn't have any scandals outside the NFL, and he's still struggling to get paid. So something's up. Maybe Deshaun Watson is just a better quarterback no. than Lamar Jackson. No, 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 that's no, not no, in the no, realm no, of possibilities no, no, either. No, the Browns GM is an idiot. Well, that's true, too. Sorry. Jimmy Haslam is his it name? Has, sure. Um, I don't really think he's an idiot. <laughs> Smart but, guys in but, front but, office. Um, and the Ravens aren't. The Ravens are a smarter G, uh, front office. They just won't give that deal away because they're desperation. Much like what I'm hoping the Jets do. <laughs> the Packers right now. Let's see. Before we get out of here, so we're piggybacking off the Renner interview from yesterday where he's saying it's slim pickings for the receiver class or at least not as deep as the other one. Then you look at the free agent class and it's headlined by OBJ, who, again, you don't really know what you're getting out of him. There's been rumors circling around. Is now that like is this season more prominent to give up some of your draft capital because of the deep class to go get yourself a star like a DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I mean... They're, 
looking at the, his his mock yesterday, there wasn't too many receivers, and he's saying outside the I think the top four or five, there's a major drop off. Well, guess what? A second round pick will get you this offseason. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. So. Yeah. If we're looking at these five guys are off the board, and Hopkins came out recently and said that he's willing to be flexible with his new contract, which is a very good thing to hear from a guy that's on the opposite side of 30 or mm-hmm. the wrong side of 30 that's looking to keep his career going and win some football games. Because you're at a point now where you know you want to win some football games, you're going to have to take a little bit less. Think so. about the wasted time that DeAndre Hopkins is going to have in Arizona next year when he's not even – he has, like, you know, Colt McCoy throwing him – whoever the backup – you know, or Trace McSorley, whoever the quarterback yeah, is. first, it's like when you're a receiver at this point in his career, you know, I don't think a, a receiver – when you're a skill position player, it goes fast. So you want to sit around on a first-year head coach. Your phrase, your phrase, ring chasing. Yeah. He's ring chasing. He's going to go to a contender. So I'm interested to see how that plays out because, again – if you're down a receiver and you want to start every every team that's sitting there saying we need to add help around our quarterback, well, guess what? He's sitting there with a second round pick and a possible renegotiation. Like that's no, the way it's to a do definite it. Definite renegotiation, one hundred percent, and yeah. one that he's when the players start talking, like a guy that's been wanting money, 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 money for the last ten years, talks about, yeah, I want to win. Right, and that's what hey, listen, the name of the game. Probably have everybody wants the gold jacket. And before we wrap up the NFL, there is a uh, new article surfacing right now on NFL.com about the Jimmy G market. Now, look, I feel like Jimmy G's been kind of left on the back burner because hey, he's not Lamar or Aaron or or Derek Carr. I don't think he's either of those three guys. But and he's not Daniel Jones apparently. <laughs> but uh, well, nobody can actually sign him. Daniel Jones was signed because he was you know with the Giants. But Jimmy G now has, according to reports, has three suitors. I want the best one out of you. Panthers, Raiders, Texans. What is the best situation for Jimmy G to be in next season? The Raiders. The Raiders. That's I'm in lockstep with you because obviously the best receiver out of those three is Devontae Adams. Plays for the Raiders. I think it's a great well, spot for him. And he'll be, he would be reunited with Josh McDaniels. And honestly, they have the best running back, and that's all he knows how to do. <laughs> Here, you take it. I don't want it. <laughs> so funny, good. funny. <laughs> funny, but it's, it's sad, but it's true. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy G is in line to get paid as well. I don't know if he's going to. Do you think he touches the Derek Carr money? No, bro. No. Not even close? No. Jimmy G is a fringe starter slash you're about to be our backup, so we're going to pay you kind of that But money. that's not fair because the guy was the starter until Look, he went if down. if you're bringing in Jimmy G to start for the next three years, you're making a big mistake. That's simple. He's so a does gap. He's a two-year deal guy, two years at a time. Uh, with an out after one. That's the way Jimmy G gets approached going forward. And honestly, a nice career to be made for that way. Do for it. Jimmy G, because he'll always be good enough Welcome to Welcome to the backup. wonderful world of Andy Dalton. You know you know, <laughs> he's willing to take the, the backseat, play second fiddle in the situation, because he's done it several times throughout his career. Now, obviously, there's limitations to his game, and I think he knows that. So limitations to his game, but has the locker room, has the huddle. The, team, the teammates have confidence in him. You know what I just described, right? Uh, a really good backup quarterback. <laughs> Jimmy Andy Dalton, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, <laughs> do us a favor. Follow us right now on social media at Mojo, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You can also obviously subscribe to this YouTube channel for all the exclusive stuff that we got going on over here. A couple interviews. We've sat down with some awesome people in this offseason so far. Uh, you can join the Discord as well. It's a daily conversation every day about the Mojo market and all your stocks and your portfolios. And we're going to keep building that up every time we think that it's time to segue into like the NBA, which it is. It's deep NBA season and they just launched NBA. So we're excited about that. The NFL is such a juggernaut, man. The NFL takes over. NFL is a 365 
sport, no matter what. There is literally like a two-week lull period where we're like, I don't know what to do. And the next thing you know, bang, the combine's here, and bang, it's draft season, and bang, the new league year. Honestly, and all that after combine and after after the draft, there's is, the lull. Is when it really lulls. There's out. the lull. Yeah, after yeah, the, after the free June, agency, then I start in Walgreens and I see a, I see like, is that Herbert? <laughs> I see my fantasy magazine for the first time. Like, and you just like, like you get Blue really eyes. excited. The world just slows down for that second. All your tunnel vision is just on Justin and Herbert's I'm like, wow, face. How much is it this year? And now it's like the, the fantasy magazines are like thirty one dollars. <laughs> I buy it. I don't open it. Wait, once. first of all, in the world of tech, why are you buying fantasy magazines? Nostalgia pulls, bro. And honestly. There's something to be said. I don't need the fantasy. I am a fantasy magazine. Oh, just so we're clear. Right? I am Queens but, Boulevard. But when it comes, you're on draft day, or or you're sitting there, you have to use the restroom. You know, you you got somebody <laughs> that's coming in to use the studio. It's nice to have fantasy baseball magazines, fantasy football magazines. They're the best reading material. You'd be surprised what kind of tidbits you get throughout the season. Unless you're I Jimmy Palumbo and you read the post. <laughs> and and I love going back the year before and the year before. Just and to see where they ranked where they and rank where they at. fell. It's cool. The problem and is if I get a, a magazine, usually it, there's, it's docked up because I'm, I'm using it and I'm crossing names off. So it's like Dave's a child, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> who does not know how to use Who's denying that? I'm not denying that tech, at all. The tech. You the just tech. talked about, about tech. I got apps galore on this usually thing, especially the Mojo when app. I draft, when I draft, I don't have to cross anything out because on the draft room, it crosses. It takes them, crosses them out for you. Not if you're at a live draft oh. with the stickers. So, Dave, you buy magazines still? I sometimes, right? But the magazines, I think, when you're in a pinch draft day, you get to like flip to like sleepers or you see things organized for you. Whereas online, you can't like look at running backs and you have to tab it up. I got my draft is happening online. How long before the first printed press mojo magazine? Let's get that going. I'll be a writer. I'll be a writer. I can go back to my old writing days. I'll, I'll read it. He'll read it. He'll put it right in the bathroom at Shop Studios for that beautiful reading material. So for Dave Start Show, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Marker Report. Back here tomorrow on a feel-good Friday. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>